go loopy loo. Here we go loopy light. Here we go loopy loo. All on a Saturday night. Hello, this is Luby with Luby's Lullabies podcast. And today I'm going to be talking to you about Hans Falada, the author of the book my last broadcast was about Alone in Berlin. A remarkable story in as much as his own upbringing and life, you could actually make a film of it. Anyway, let me tell you a little bit about him. He was born Rudolf Wilhelm Adolf Ditzen in Greifswald and was one of the most famous German writers of the 20th century. His novel, Little Man, What Now?, is generally considered his most famous work and is a classic of German cult literature. Falada's pseudonym derives from a combination of characters found in the Grimm fairy tales, the protagonist of Lucky Hands and a horse named Falada in The Goose Girl. He was the child of a magistrate on his way to becoming a Supreme Court judge and a mother from a middle-class background, both of whom shared an enthusiasm for music and, to a lesser extent, literature. In 1899, when Falada was six, his father was relocated the family to Berlin following the first of several promotions he would receive. Falada had a very difficult time upon first entering school in 1901 and as a result he immersed himself in books, eschewing literature more in line with his age for authors, including Flaubert, Dostoevsky and Dickens. In 1909 the family relocated to Leipzig following his father's appointment to the Imperial Supreme Court. A rather severe road accident in 1909, he was run over by a horse-drawn cart and then kicked in the face by the horse, and the contraction of typhoid in 1910 seemed to mark a turning point in Falada's life and the end of his relatively carefree youth. His adolescent years were characterised by increasing isolation and self-doubt, compounded by the lingering effects of these ailments. In addition, his lifelong drug problems were born of the pain-killing medications he was taking as the result of his injuries. These issues manifested themselves in multiple suicide attempts. In 1911, he made a pact with his close friend Hans Dietrich to stage a duel to mask their suicides, feeling that the duel would be seen as more honourable. Because of both boys' inexperience with weapons, it was a bungled affair. Dietrich missed Falada, but Falada did not miss Dietrich, killing him. Falada was so distraught that he picked up Dietrich's gun and shot himself in the chest, but miraculously survived. Nonetheless, the death of his friend ensured his status as an outcast from society. Although he was found innocent of murder by way of insanity, from this point on he would serve multiple stints in mental institutions. At one of these institutions he was assigned to work in a farmyard, thus beginning his lifelong affinity for farm culture. While in a sanatorium, Falada took to translation and poetry, albeit unsuccessfully, before finally breaking ground as a novelist in 1920 with the publication of his first book, Young Goetzschall. During this period, he also struggled with morphine addiction and the death of his younger brother in the First World War. In the wake of the war, Falada worked several farmyard, uh, farmhands and agricultural jobs in order to support himself and finance his growing drug addictions. Before the war, Falada relied on his father to support him while writing. After the German defeat, he was no longer able nor willing to depend on his father's assistance. 
Shortly after the publication of Anton on Gerda, Falada reported to prison in Greisfeld to serve a six-month sentence for stealing grain from his employer and selling it to support his drug habit. Less than three years later, in 1926, he found himself again imprisoned as a result of a drug and alcohol fueled string of thefts from employers. In February 1928, two years later, he finally emerged free of addiction. He married Sousa Issel, his first wife, in 1929 and maintained a string of respectable jobs in journalism, working for newspapers and eventually for the publisher of his novels. Unfortunately, it's around this time that his novels became noticeably political and he was held in custody for 11 days um, as he was come he came under suspicion of discussing subversive ideas so where do we go from here he um, in 43 he served in the Reich labor service in France the following year his wife divorced him and after he made an attempt on her life Falada was sent to an asylum where he wrote De Trinka the drinker the story of a self-destructive alcoholic. It was published in 1950. On on February 1st, 1945, he married his second wife, Ursula Losch, and for a short time he was mayor of Feldberg. Well, there's a surprise. Falada based his novel, um, 1947, Every Man Dies Alone or Alone in Berlin, the book I discussed, on the true story of a working-class couple um, about their resistance to Nazism in Berlin, obviously. When the novel was released in English for the first time in 2009, it became an international bestseller and rekindled interest in Falada's work. Several of Falada's novels have been made into movies, and in 1981, the city of Neumünster began awarding a literary prize named after him. Well, there's a remarkable story about Hans Falada, about his very poorly up well poorly upbringings he he had a very difficult upbringing although his uh, family were okay um he just didn't manage very well himself and obviously um had various mental issues going on in his life throughout so the story about him is remarkable and it's quite fascinating when you read the actual book about alone in berlin if you read that you'll actually maybe come to terms with a little bit about what he was going through in his time as well. So there we are, Hans Falada, alone in Berlin, famous author, famous book, interesting book, rather dark and moving, I have to say, very moving, very sad in many, many ways and very... um, it's quite, uh, I said before, a little bit humorous, but not too much. It's just a little bit offbeat, shall we say. So there we are, Luby, Luby's Lullabies. And thank you for listening. Bye. <laughs>